This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Hey, 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 I need to start the show with this. I meant to play this clip last week. Listen, you're probably probably tired of me talking about being on the Anakin Florian podcast. I'm a huge Johnny Anik fan. It's a huge opportunity for a podcaster like me. Uh, I rewatched it back. I don't really like rewatching myself all that much. I know, believe it or not, I know I might seem like egomaniac, but I, I generally don't really like listening or watching myself back. Most of, I force myself to do it so I can find areas I can get better in mispronouncing words, cussing too much, et cetera, et cetera, audio issues, blah, 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 blah. But rewatched the Anakin Forian back, the most recent one I did with the wife. And of course, you know, when I got off, when I got off with him, I don't know what he said until after I watched it. And he said this. And uh, I got the clip for you, and it's very exciting. Nope, nope, not, that's not the one. Even though John Anik is a five-star man. Here we go. We'll be back at some point in time. But, man, Brian Patriot fucking bringing it the last couple of weeks here. Uh, I mean, guys, that's John Anik. That's John Anik complimenting me. That's John Anik saying Brian Petrie is bringing it these past couple of weeks. So that is amazing. That is incredible. That is something to hang my hat on. John Anik is an absolute legend. Everyone has a bad thing to say about Rogan, about DC, about Felder, about Cruz, about whatever. All these commentaries, no one has a bad thing, uh, bad thing to say about John Anik, and that's rightfully so, because he is a motherfucking stud. Stud of a man, stud of a person. And I'm going back on this weekend. I will be doing picks for Islam Bobby Green now. And uh, I think, guys, I think, I don't want to break news, and I don't want to talk out of turn, but I think think this might be kind of a, a gig for me now i might be appearing on the anakin flooring more times than not you know i think uh me and james kraus maybe be uh swapping in and out of that handicapper role for the show um and uh very exciting stuff so mma takes podcast you know I, i've had a bunch of new followers hopefully a bunch of new listeners what the fuck what's up if you're listening for the first time uh, we got some picks today. And then first things first, next week I'm picking the Bobby Green, or this weekend for next week I'm picking Bobby Green versus Islam. Supposed to be Darius versus Islam. Darius broke his leg. I was a fucking bummer because I can't, wouldn't, can't, couldn't, more, look, you, oh, 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 take two. Bummer because I was really looking forward to that fight. But Bobby Green, 10 days notice, 165 or 160 pound catch weight against Islam. Everyone's praising Bobby Green for having the balls to step up 100%. Bobby Green gets all the credit, but guys, Islam took that fight on 10 days notice too against a not top five guy and Islam's right there at the title. So let's give Islam some love as well. I'll break down that fight next week. We'll give him my takes. I believe the line is already absurd. Islam opened that four. He's now six or eight, something absurd. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Jesse Strader versus Chad. God, I've been having a hard time pronouncing this guy's name. I I, I tried to do it earlier. And and hold on, Ann Heigler, Ann Heigler. I'm gonna call him Chad, Chad Ann Heigler. So this fight has Twitter, MMA Twitter, a blaze. Uh, both guys very mid middling range guy, and the lines wide. Chad is a minus two eighty, which he shouldn't be because he's a very average fighter. I think I think he looked on the contender series against a pretty capable opponent. And uh, Jesse Strader looked really terrible in his UFC debut against Montel Jackson, but Montel Jackson's an absolute fucking stud. But he still looked like kind of like a, a bum in there with his uh, really piss poor, piss poor fight IQ. Coming out of California, I believe he has a win over, nope, that wrong guy. 
Uh, he has a loss over Marcelo Rojo. Marcelo Rojo! I love singing the guy's name. And he has a win over, uh, is that Michael Jackson from Michael Jackson from? No, that's not. Oh God, I thought, I thought Michael Jackson. The, I thought he was back. Thriller! Uh, Montel Jackson. He has two Jackson loss on his record. That's got to sting a little bit. But it's two losses to Marcelo Rojo and Montel Jackson, both by stoppages. He is a striker. Uh, very limited, and Chad showed that he, he has a little bit of a takedown game, has a little bit of a cardio game, won a split decision on the Contender Series, wasn't the most impressive performance. He has a TKO win over Brady, Brady Heistan, who fought in the finals of the uh, the Ultimate Fighter. So he's got some th- uh, some uh, some nice little records, but again, he's from Canada, and the regional scene isn't what it used to be. There's some talent coming out of Canada, but it's not like it's Europe right now. It's not like it's Russia uh, or even Mexico. There's a lot of talent coming out of Mexico right now. It's definitely digressed a little bit, and that maybe because a lot of Americans are moving to different parts of the world, or excuse me, a lot of Canadians are moving to America, a lot of Canadians are moving elsewhere. Uh, it's not the strongest scene, so a lot of people are like, why is Chad minus 280? I'm going to hammer Jesse at plus 220. Jesse can catch him. He is a striker. I agree with that. I hate this fight. I'm passing on this fight. Um 280 is absurd. That's why I'm passing. The pick is Chad, though. I'm going to give you a pick, and it's good to be Chad. Sometimes, just sometimes, even if a line's absurd, you got to make a pick of who the better fighter is. I don't really know how Jesse can win this fight. Um, My phone's going off here. There you go. I don't know how Jesse could win this fight unless he catches him. Obviously, that's the only way he's going to win. I see him fading fast. I see Chad maybe mixing up, taking him down, and, and kind of drowning him in deep water. Uh, but 100% agree with MMA Twitter. This line is absurd. So this could be a pass for me. Big old pass, but uh, official pick is Chad. Diana Babita. She is a minus 122 versus Gloria De Pala. She is a plus 100. Even fight here. Gloria De Pala, 5-4. and four. Uh, only has a win on the contender series. Her actual UFC debut, she's 2-0. Junior Fry decisioner, and then uh, Cheyenne Blismas, Cheyenne Bays, formerly known as Cheyenne Bays, uh, killed her in like round one. Deanna Balbita looked really good against Hannah Goldier last time out. Looked really scrappy on her feet, was landing big shots on Goldie. Her boxing looked really good. She does have an armbar loss at Jojua, which is kind of ugly because Jojua, you know, God love her. And guys, you know I love me some Liana Jojua. Uh, but she's not UFC caliber. Armbarred by her, Molly McCann decision, or which is UFC debut, which is obviously okay because Molly McCann is a fucking savage. But that hand of Goldie performance, her last performance in UFC, she looked scrappy. She looked good. She looked like she had fast hands in there and looked tough. She's funny on Twitter. She's pretty. Like, this could be somebody that could be somewhat good or at least marketable. A 115 is a fucking shark house. Is she going to fight for the title? Probably not. But she could be a fun addition to that division with the way she looks and her personality. And she seemed really exciting in that Hannah Goldie fight. So give me Diana Bobita here. Minus 122 is a number I'm not afraid to play. But it is women's MMA, so I am afraid to play it. You know, I had a strict rule for a long time. Do not bet MMA women's MMA. The rule has now changed. You can bet women's MMA. Don't put them in parlays. And I have broken that rule numerous times. I broke it last week. And I cashed. Casey, o- Casey O'Neal was in my parlay. That's just because he's a bad bitch. Casey O'Neal's a bad bitch. She's, she's going to be the, the uh, exception on most things there, okay? The exception on most things over there for, oh, oh Casey O'Neal, that bad bitch. Uh, follow her on Twitter. If you don't, she's great. She shouted out or she discussed haters or something. And uh, she said, all the haters should know where you live. Or uh, what, what did she say? I responded back. I, I just had a like. She said, you know what would be the best thing in the world? If people had to run the whole 
Huh? If people had to own the words they said on social media, I guarantee people wouldn't be so comfortable talking shit if everyone knew who they were and where they lived. And I said, I have not talked shit about you, which is true. I have not. Fan and supporter, also very true, but you can definitely know where I live. And all those are true. There has not been a truer statement said by your boy, uh, Casey Neal, get at me. Uh, but yeah, Dinah Bobita is the pick. All right, next up, Chas Skelly. 16 and 3 versus Mark Strangle. 16 and 3. Chad Skelly minus 215. Mark Strangle plus 172. I thought Chad Skelly was retired. I I I I I thought Chad Skelly was retired. What what is with this guy? He hasn't fought in forever. Look at his canceled fights. When's the last time he's like fought consistently? You know, I don't want to knock on the guy. He's got a great record, 18 and 3, but like, why are you retiring? How old is he? He's 36. Okay, so he's getting older. His last fight was in 28, or excuse me, his last fight was in 2019. A decision went over Jordan uh, Jordan Griffin. Then he had a grant, two Grant Dawson fights bail in 2020. He, in 2022, had a Jamal Emmers fight bail. I know one of these, he had like back spasms. The fight got canceled like right before he walked out. Might have been the Emmers fight. And then Mike Trezano canceled about 2021. So he hasn't fought since 2019. He's getting Mark Strangle, who's coming up in weight. Uh, Chas Kelly's a pretty good size 145er. And Mark Strangle is coming up. And Mark Strangle, 16-3, and three, good wrestler, but hasn't shown to be all that great in the UFC. He has one fight. He fought Saeed Numeran Madoff, got knocked out in round one in under a minute. So he didn't get enough time to show what he had here. So he's showing at plus 172. I think if, if, if I thought... Skelly was retired. This might be his retirement fight, which means that his mind's on it. You're 18 and three. You're 36 years old. You haven't fought in two and a half years. You're contemplating retirement for a while now. Injuries are racking up. It could be playing a effect on your mind. So give me strangle here. I know he's undersized. I think he has the skills to beat Skelly. Skelly's very uh, sophisticated on the ground. He's good on the ground, but I do think if he gets out positioned, he can lose some positions and get tired. Again, he's crafty on the ground. I can see Skelly catching a neck, catching an arm, maybe even grounding Strangle because he's going to be the bigger man in there. I can all see that happening, but I'm not playing Skelly at minus 215. I'm just not going to fucking do it. You can't pay me to do it. But Mark Strangle coming up in weight, you know, sometimes coming up in weight is not that big of a deal because maybe I'm more cardio. You don't have to cut all that weight. Strangle isn't the biggest guy, though, so for 145 for sure. Um, but I just like his game. I think he could he can nullify Skelly here, especially if Skelly gasses. It's going to be tough going in the first round. I'm banking on the fact that Skelly's just kind of phoning it in because uh, um, he's, he's one foot out the door. We saw Ally Quinta against Bobby Green one foot out the door. That's not going to work out for most people. So give me Mark Stringle, plus 172. That's a dog play, baby. Full disclosure for my audience, for people that are listening. <sighs> Haven't done great with my dog plays yet, okay? It's still early in the year. We're February. We're going to start ramping it up. My motor locks have been hot. Um, I sent them homes, oddly, which last year was my weak point, are, are, are hitting pretty good. But uh, my dog locks, my dog locks have not hit yet this year. So uh, Strangle's not my dog lock, but I'm just saying, my dog picks, I've only got two right I keep track of everything. Two dog picks right so far this year. No dog locks. So maybe fade me on some of my dog picks. You know what I mean? Um, maybe Chad Skelly is the guy because I have been way off. But maybe I'm due. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm due. Maybe ride with your boy. Maybe ride with me because maybe I'm due. Right? Two days for me to dog lock. Whoa. I'm the dog. 
I had to play I'm the dog. I mean, when you guys are listening to this at work or whatever, I don't know how loud your headphones are. That is such a loud recording right there. I probably scare you every time. You might throw, <laughs> you might take your headphones out like, what the fuck? But listen, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter, he comes hard. All right, next up, Jessica Rose. Oh, yep, Jessica Rose Clark versus Stephanie Egger. Jessica Rose Clark minus 200. Stephanie Egger plus 160. Rose Clark got a lot of shit from last performance because she just grappled and wrestled the whole time. I thought it was smart. I thought that was the way, the path for victory. If you have an advantage, why not take it? Uh, Stephanie Egger lost her UFC debut event against Tracy Cortez. Not, you know, nothing wrong with that. Crazy, uh, Tracy Cortez very scrappy. Looked really good against Shannon Young. Got to finish in that fight. So Stephanie Egger coming with a little momentum here at plus 160. That might be an interesting number. Jessica Rose Clark has been inconsistent in her career. The one thing that has not been consistent She's tough to put away. You cannot finish this girl. She's on two fight win streak. One in those two fights, one finish. Um, one of those, one of those two fights, she has a finish. There you go. Got it out finally. Boom. Nailed it. Uh, and uh, I think she's training really well. I think she's in a really good place right now. I think her wrestling's good. Her grappling's good. Her striking is is coming along. I think her boxing is very limited, but she's tough as nails. So with Edgar, Edgar's going to want to maybe try to get in. She's going to be the longer girl. She's going to get in, maybe strike at distance, land and move, land and move. I think Jessica Rose Clark has enough toughness, durability to close that distance, take a few shots, close it in, get her down. And when she gets her down, like we saw in the Jocelyn Edwards fight, she's like a bulldog when she gets her down. It's a very impressive thing. She worked with DC for a little bit, but I'm not really sure why she got uh, so much shit for that fight, if I'm being honest with you. I thought it was a very clean performance, not the most exciting performance, but you need to get some dubs. And and she got some dubs. So my pick is Jessica Rose Clark. Minus 200 is a little much. I do think the value is probably on Edgar here. If this is a fight that you have to bet, uh, I would like the fight goes to decision. Jessica Rose Clark by decision. Stephanie Edgar by decision. Don't like money line plays on this. This is kind of more of a kind of spread it out. Maybe, you know, save your ass a little bit. The fight's going to the decision, in my opinion. Uh, I like Jessica Rose Clark by decision, which will get a better number as a minus 200. And then Stephanie Edgar by decision, you'll definitely get a better number than the money line. Um, that's my betting advice. I'm probably going to not, I'm not, not going to touch this. I might get a little crazy. I get a little wild when I get to Indiana on Saturday. Um, but uh, no, this, this is a pass for me. All right. Gabriel Benitez. 22 and 9 versus David Onama, 8 and 1. Benitez plus 132. Onama is minus 162. This line is a moving. This line is a moving, boys. Um, let me take a drink because I got I got some thoughts. This fight, just like the first fight of the night, um, is breaking MMA Twitter. So this is gonna be an ego pick for sure for me. Because I'm not seeing it like all my other peers, all my other cappers are seeing this. Guys, I respect. I know we all have different gambling styles, which is, which we'll get to in the main event, Timbo and I's gambling style. It's very fascinating to me that everyone's different gambling styles. No one's right. No one's wrong. The, the, the object's to win money. If you win money, then you're not doing anything wrong. Um, but a lot of people see a lot of fucking value on Benitez. And... Besides the fact that Javier Mendez came out and said he's the hardest kicker he's ever held pads for, what do we see in this guy? You know, he loses the fights that he's supposed to win. He usually gets matched up with striker. He usually gets matched up with fights that are in favor of him, and he gets he gets knocked out. Onama stepped up, up a weight class against Mason Jones. Looked fantastic. A lot of people are going, Mason Jones walks in the punches, wasn't taking it serious, yada, yada. I, I understand that. I understand that narrative, right? But that was up a weight class on a couple days' notice. Onama 
his was undefeated before that fight. His in his previous fights, he's looked phenomenal. He's a real talent. Benitez has been touched before. He's been knocked out before. I don't think his hands are that great. I think his kicks are obviously troublesome. You know, he he hurt Justin James with a, a knee to the body, kick to the body. But that was Justin James. David David Onama is not Justin James. Now I know your boy sitting right here. I get googly eyes from the new guys. Okay, that's what I do. You know what I mean? If I was in prison, I'd be the fresh meat guy. Someone walked in, I'd yell, fresh meat! Because I get googly eyes for the new guys. But I really looked at both these guys' tape, and I don't know what people are seeing in Benitez besides the number. So you're basically playing on the number, right? Benitez looked good against Sadiq Yusuf, got knocked out. Looked okay against Amar Morales, who we've all turned out to be kind of a fraud. Didn't look all that great. Then he knocks Justin James out. Congratulations, bud. Congratulations, bud. And then um, in the Billy Q fight, you know what I mean? It was a back and forth dog fight. Billy Q, that's what he likes to do. Billy Q's not the most powerful guy. He's going to wear on you and try to take your back, and that's what he does. You look at his record. He's been in the UFC since when? Came on the Ultimate Fighter in 2014. Been in the UFC since 2014. Clay Collard, good decision win, but you know Clay's only done that outside the UFC. Never really good in the UFC. Not got knocked out by Andre Feely. Sam Cecilia, guillotine choke. Congrats. Sam Cecilia did not last long in the UFC. Enrique Barzolo is doing pretty good things outside. Lost to that fight. Uh, that was a, a uh, Enrique Barzolo is just a grinder. Uh, Jason Knight, Humberto Banana. Humberto Banana is probably his. I'm just pronouncing that name. I did it so fast so you guys. I did it so fast so you guys wouldn't notice. I was hoping you didn't notice how fast, you know, I fucking did it so fast. Uh, but uh, slam and knockout was would knock out with that, with that uh, Humberto fight was awesome. Jason Knight fight very underwhelming. Jason Knight really didn't do much. And then you're looking at the Sadiq and the Mar fights. I just don't understand the value that people are finding in this guy. Nam was an up and coming guy. James Krause is his coach. He looked good against Mason Jones, who's another up and coming guy, and he looked good up a weight class. As long as this isn't too big of a cut and he doesn't get too big of a head, like hey, I went fucking hard with Mason Jones, who's like a prospect. I'm gonna come in here and knock out this old vet. So you gotta work. You gotta worry about the the um, the mental of Anama as well. Maybe that the praise from the Mason Jones fight is getting his head a little bit. But we're looking at a minus one sixty two, and this line's moving. By the way, this line's going down. Like a lot of people are putting money on Benitez. I don't understand why. This is my ego pick because you better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. This is my mortal lock. This is my mortal lock right here, baby. David Onama is an absolute stud. I, I have not seen bad tape on him. And Benitez is, is a perfect style matchup for him. you got to watch out for the kicks. Other than that, I think Onama's going to cruise with the hands. And he can take the fight. He's well-rounded as well. He's got some chokes on his record. Give me Onama all day. I mean, I, I, I don't understand the outrage of this line and why people are feeding Benitez. And then this is what we're going to get. This is what we're going to get on Twitter. You're going to get guys who are going to lose this fight, right? They're going to get guys that, that bet ben, um, Gabriel or Benitez, and they're going to lose, and they're going to tweet this. They're going to go, the right play is Benitez. I, I bet it again. How about, how about you bet the winners? Instead of... Betting a guy that's plus whatever and losing your money, bet a guy that's minus 162 and win money. We're talking about win and money. This is a this is a situation where you just gotta look at talent. Talent based. Fuck the numbers. We're talking talent. <sighs> David and I'm all white. All right, next up, Mario Batista, minus 250 versus Jay Pirin. Is that his name? Pirin. Stepping on a short notice, plus 220. 
Uh, listen, I don't have a great read on this fight. Mario Batista has burned me in the past. I thought this guy was electric. He knocked out Miles Johns. He comes from a good camp. He has proven to have lackluster cardio, lackluster chin. Jay Piran coming out of Boston or New England. I think, I think he's New Hampshire, but I think he probably changed in Boston, right? Sit, sit your tongue, Boston, whatever. Says fighting out of Hudson, New Hampshire. Yeah. So, you know, a New England guy. I looked at tipping this guy and just wasn't impressed. He has a lot of wins by rear naked choke. Wants to get the fight to the ground. Batista, decent on the ground. Worried about his chin. Pierin doesn't seem to be a guy that, that has a lot of power in his hands. He's a little reckless with his hands. I think Mario Batista should roll here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to bet Batista probably by finish and or decision. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to pick Batista. I have lost money on Mario Batista. I have looked like a fool against Mario Batista. I do not know enough about Jay Perrin. I saw some tape on him. He looks pretty good. But who are the guys he's fighting? What are the competition? Um, so give me Mario Batista as a pick. I'm going to pass altogether. But Mario Batista is explosive, can win by knockout. Um, don't know if he's going to get it done here. Again, not the best read in this fight because I, I just, when Mario Batista's on the card, I just stay away from him because he scares me. Next up, Jonathan Pierce versus Christian Rodriguez. Interesting fight here. Jonathan Pierce, minus 340. Christian Rodriguez, plus 260. Rodriguez coming from the contender series. I don't think he got the contract right. He's a he's a Milwaukee guy. Yeah. So on the contender series, Junior Cortez, Tracy Cortez's brother, he bounced Junior Cortez all over that ring. Hands on the ground, dominated Cortez. Um, they didn't give him the contract. He's a little young. Fought in the LFA as well. Fought in the CFFFC. So he has some experience. Coming from Milwaukee, a lot of people like him from that camp. Goes out, beats a guy named Ryan McIntosh. Do I know this Ryan McIntosh? 19 and 36. Yeah, okay. He, I thought he was an Ohio guy. Oak Harbor, Ohio. Born in Cincinnati, Ohio. I thought I knew this guy. He's probably fought a bunch of people. Yeah, Charles Stanford, another Cincinnati guy. Uh man, this guy 10 and 36. Chris Dunn, Cincinnati guy. Austin Tweedy. I don't know. It's Steve Smith, my boy Steve Smith. That's my that's my buddy's name. He did not fight uh, my buddy. But uh listen, yeah. So that was his last win. Verbal uh submission round one. I didn't look up tape on that because the guy's 19 and 36. But Christian Rodriguez is a nice young prospect, 24 years old. Jonathan Pierce is a guy who Gets embarrassed by Joe Lozon in his UFC debut. I think it was a debut. Coming up the contender series. And then I bet against him every time. And I've come on these podcasts using this microphone and go, I'm not betting a guy who lost to Jonathan or Joe Lozon. And then he goes off and he dominates. He, he you know, He's out in Arizona. He's with a good camp. And he's fucking grinding people out. And he's looking good. Finishing. So Joe Lozon, which was his UFC debut in 2019, Fought once in 2020 against Kai Kamaka. Finished him. I know he's not with the promotion anymore. And the rear naked choke him on Morales, who we just said was a fraud. He's getting better. Christian Rodriguez, a lot of confidence. Undefeated, 7-0. I like a poke at Christian Rodriguez. My pick is going to be Jonathan Pierce. I think Jonathan Pierce is going to have a shaky first round. And I think uh, you know I think Christian Rodriguez is going to be full of piss and vinegar. That's what us old guys say. And I think he's going to stop some takedowns. And then I think he's going to stop the takedowns, look, some, look pretty good on the feet. And then Pierce is eventually going to start cracking that confidence, start chipping away at him, start taking him down when he wants. And uh, I, I see Pierce probably winning a decision here. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get Christian Rodriguez out of it. If there is going to be a finish, I might sprinkle bah, 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 on a third round because I think Christian Rodriguez is talented enough. And I just think maybe the pressure, relentless cardio of Jonathan Pierce 
will break Christian Rodriguez down eventually. But I don't mind a poke. If you're if you want to listen, if you want to again, don't have good reads on dogs. If you're if you like Christian Rodriguez, I'm not gonna fucking bash on you. I think that's a good number up for an undefeated young prospect who doesn't know what it is like to lose. I just think Jonathan Pierce, he's just kind of solid right now. All right, Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Uh, so I picked this on Anakin Florian. Pick hasn't changed. The pick's Buckley. Um, I don't want to keep repeating myself because the people that are listening are probably over from that podcast. So go check that out. But uh, Buckley, I just think he's more well-rounded. The only issue I have with him is his chin. Uh, Hassan's only been knocked out by Cass Williams. Cass Williams can knock on a fucking horse. Okay, that guy is crazy powerful. So uh, Hassan losing by knockout to him doesn't scare me. I think Hassan has a better chin here. I think Buckley's going to want to wrestle. I think he's switched his camp up. He left Michigan, went to Vegas for a little bit. I think he's going to uh, uh, mix everything up and be a mixed martial artist in this fight. Alhassan has been exposed on the ground. I think Buckley is trying to become more of a smart fighter. I can see Buckley opening up later the fight goes, maybe catching Alhassan. Alhassan, though, is so fucking dangerous that you really have to watch him because Buckley has been touched and knocked out before. He was doing okay in that Kevin Holland fight. I mean, he was competitive. We didn't know who this guy was. We're like, shit, this guy's pretty competitive. And then fucking Kevin uh, Holland sits him down with a one-two and knocks him out. Alhassan has more power than Kevin Holland, so you have to be careful. I'm going to avoid betting this fight for sure, but I do like a decision win by Buckley. If you want to go that way, you'll increase your number a little bit. Um, but yeah, that fight's really tough. I've, I've seen a lot of people split on that. Guys, I respect Timbo, I believe, has El Hassan, or, or at least the fight uh, ending by KO. I see people on Hassan, Al Hassan, excuse me, as an underdog play. I don't mind it. I kind of like it, but uh, I flirted with Al Hassan as well. I just think Buckley's going to come in there and go, you know what? This isn't boxing. This isn't kickboxing. I'm going to take you down because everyone else has, right? You've been taken down and laid on. You can't you can't do anything about it. Uh, and I think that's what Buckley's going to do. Jim Miller versus Nicholas Moda. Jim Miller plus 140, Nicholas Moda minus 172. Boys. Boys, turn your headphones down. The big bad dog. The Bounty Hunter. Yes, I'm going Jim Miller, dog, baby. Dog lock on the night. Boo, 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 boo. Um, I picked this on the Anakin Florian, and I'm more confident now. I picked it on Sunday. I have done a lot of tape on Mota, which I could find. His ultimate fighter run, I know that was many years ago, was very unimpressive. His takedown offense to me is sloppy. Uh, his striking doesn't scare me any. I think Jim Miller, if he stays within himself, Lands a good left hand, puts Moda down, and and fucking jumps on a neck, jumps on something, jumps on the back. I think it's over. I think if Jim Miller hits the ground with Moda, it's going to be over, especially if Miller's on top after a drop, after a whatever. We just got to get there because Moda does have power. He is aggressive. He has power. And Jim Miller sometimes, who is tough as shit, can get caught nowadays, can get put down. But I like I like Jim Miller here as a dog. I, I like it even more than when I picked it on Sunday. My buddy who wa- who listened to or watched the Anakin Florian texted me said you're dead wrong about Jim Miller. I'm with Ken Flo, so I got people against me, friends of mine against me. But plus one forty, the old dog Jim Miller setting the UFC fight record. How is he not getting the main event? You know what I mean? No disrespect to Kyle Dawkins and Jamie Pickett, but. When you have the, the main event fall out and the co-main event goes up to the main event, how is Jim Miller not getting the main event? Someone needs to tell me that because I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I do like Jim Miller here. Dog money. Dog play. Woof, woof. Dogs are barking. Dog the bounty hunter. Let's go. Parker Porter versus Alan Badat. Parker Porter minus 2.8. Alan Badat plus 2.20. 
Another fight, Twitter's kind of bouncing all over the place. So Parker Porter's a guy like me. Or no, Parker Porter, I keep messing up my sayings today. Here we go. Parker Porter, he is like me. We both have very similar body types. The only difference is I have about 99.9% less hair uh, on my body. He has no hair on his head. I have hair on my head. Um, But Parker Porter, Steakhouse Parker Porter, that should be his nickname. What is his nickname? It should be Porterhouse or should be Steakhouse. He doesn't have a nickname. Topology lists no nickname for Parker Porter. He's from New Britain, Connecticut. Sounds like, looks like he's from Minnesota, but he's not. New Britain, Connecticut. God damn. Parker Porter, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Porterhouse, Steakhouse, something house. Um, Parker Porter, though, is a guy who's won it 2 1 in the UFC. I've lost money every time. I bet against him every single time. And, you know, he's a durable, tough dude. You know, he proved, Chris Dawkins proved how good he was when he knocked out Parker Porter because Parker Porter doesn't go away. With that body type, great cardio. Uh, you know, he likes to mix it up. He, he likes to get the fight to the ground. He took Josh Priesen down to the ground a little bit. But, uh, I mean, he's not, like, you know, world-class on the ground. Alan Badal, this guy, hits hard. Everyone's like, he's a judo black belt, yada, yada, yada. 0-2 in the UFC, no contest against, not, not Cemento because he's on steroids. Tom Aspinall, ground and pound. You know, we get that because Tom Aspinall's a, a fucking stud. He won by disqualification over Todd Stout, but he, he really didn't win. He has a win over Yuto Nakajima, Nakajima who was 0-2 that when he won. What, has he won a fight? Yeah, he's 0-5. Yuto Nakajima. He's weight class, welterweight. And Alabadot has a win over him back in 2019. I mean, and then Dalsha Lungabula, I fucking nailed that, UFC fighter, knocked out. Uh, he got knocked out by Dolce in round one. That was back in 205. Six and 11, uh, Yasuki Masudo knocked him out in round two. Chul Yong Jong, 0 and 0. Dong Yong Wu, 4 and 3. All Japanese fighters who are probably, you know, not to be stereotypical, probably much undersized. Let's see. Yasuki Masudo, 6-13. Let's see the 0-0 guy. Has he got a win yet? 0-1. His only fight was against Alan Bodeau. This guy has no real wins. How do you think he is going to win? Oh, he's French and he trains with Cyril Gone. He must be good. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No. Parker Porter's the play here. Parker Steakhouse Porterhouse Porter is the play here. I think he's going to finish Badolt. Badolt stinks. Stinks. Oh, brother. This guy stinks. It's not even the conversation. Now, back to reality. I have made these claims before. I have been animated like I just was before. And I've been wrong. Okay? I have. I don't think I'm going to be wrong here. Parker Porter by KO. Parker Porter minus 280. He's up there with my mortal lock. If I didn't have such a big fucking ego, I wouldn't have picked Onama. Parker Porker's right there. Uh, he's a candidate for the slime ball. Give me Parker Porter. Kyle Dawkins is Jamie Pickett. Kyle Dawkins minus 250 plus 198 for Jamie Pickett. Fight's okay. Don't know why it's a co-main event. Broke this down in the Anakin Florian. You can sound like a broken record. Not going to spend too much time on it. I think Kyle Dawkins is going to beat the clinch. Jamie Pickett only can win in the clinch. I think he'll beat the clinch. He will use his distance and length to box up Pickett. When it goes to the ground, Dawkins will look for a neck, an arm, whatever. Very slick, very crafty on the ground. Uh, glad it's a catch weight, so none of these guys have to kill themselves to make 85. They're both good size 85ers. 
Pickett taking the fight on short notice. He, he didn't fight too long ago. Uh, and I like Jamie Pickett. Listen, I like his story. I, like, I think he's a, you know, seems like a good person, a good father, or whatever. Good fighter, but shouldn't be co main event. And I like Kyle Dawkins, that Philly tough. All right, Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill main event. This is what we're here for. Uh, Timbo and I have a bet. Timbo and I have a bet here. Timbo and I are two different gamblers, which I love, right? So I can't live bet in my state. I have to go and I have to pre-everything. I, I can't hedge out. Timbo's the hedgehog. He throws darts, right? That's his, that's his definition. And I love it, right? He made a fucking bundle last night in the NBA. And he's a fucking sharp. The guy's a sharp. He texted me today and was like, here's my bets for the weekend. And the very first line was Walker by KO. And I almost wrecked my work car. I said, what? I mean, what the fuck? This guy's a sharp. And he's picking Johnny Walker by KO. So we had a little back and forth. And I just tried. I said, I say, you want to bet? You want to bet? And he took it. So if Johnny Walker wins by KO, he gets 60 from me. If Jamal Hill wins by KO, I get 20. Any other decision, any other way of victory, bet's void. Um, and I picked Jamal Hill to win. He's my send him home. Send him home. Send him home early. Johnny Anik. Uh, listen, I just think Johnny Walker got ruined after he left Brazil. He left Brazil, had a falling out with those coaches, went to TriStar. Then he went to, uh, did he go from TriStar right to, he was in Russia for a little bit, I think. But now he's in, you know, he's in Ireland, SGB. I believe he's getting married to an Irish girl. So he's standing there. What are the bodies training with? I just don't think that's a great gym anymore. I think John Cavanaugh, I think, um, what other fighters does he have in the UFC? Conor McGregor, he used to have a bunch. Artem's done. Like, who else is out there that he trains in, in MMA, in the UFC? Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know who he is. Johnny Walker, obviously. But Johnny fought like he didn't want to lose against Diego Santos. He obviously has a chin problem. He can be touched. Jamal Hill claims to have the best boxing in the UFC, coming off a great knockout over Jimmy Crute. I see him stepping into a big shot. He's not afraid of Johnny Walker's crazy stuff. He's just as tall as Johnny Walker. I think he might be a little shorter. Johnny Walker's a big fucking dude. How tall is he? So he's 6'6". Yeah, so Johnny Walker's a big dude. Jamal Hill's probably like 6'4". Yeah, 6'4". Johnny Walker does have the reach advantage like he's going to have on everyone. I think Jamal Hill's going to step in with a left hand, right hand. I think it's going to be a counter shot. Uh, if not a lead, if, if it's not the lead hand, it's going to be a counter shot that's going to put him out. I like Jamal Hill by knockout. Send him home. That's a bet I love. He's a slime ball candidate. Kyle Dawkins is a slime ball candidate as well. So if you are listening, uh, I will. I, I always make promises and I don't fucking keep them. But if you're listening, my slime ball right now will be Jamal Hill, Kyle Dawkins, Parker Porter. I like that, but I might tweak it. It's still Thursday. I might kind of tweak it a little bit. All right, listen. Go to MMA Takes Podcast on Twitter. Follow me over there. Follow me on Instagram. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, okay, if this, if this is what you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, you're looking down, you see the purple logo, hmm, I'm listening to this guy on Apple Podcasts. Go rate and review. Okay, we're at 33. Let's get to four. Let's get, no, 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 no. I won't ask too much. Let's get to 35. Let's get to my age. Let's get to my age, okay? I appreciate you guys listening. If you're a new listener, let's fucking go. If you've been with me forever, let's really fucking go. And that is the picks. Um, huh. Nothing else. Nothing. Draw a blank. That's how I'm going to end the show like a fucking idiot. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo!
Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.